Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. Almost like the promoters. It's almost sounding like uh, we've got magicians and promoters. Yes. If I can rename them. Sure. In the two buckets. Magicians and promoters. The magicians are the ones conducting things out of thin air. And then the promoters are the ones saying, guys, do you see this guy making some cool things out of thin air? But let's make an important distinction as well. uh, The word promoter can also be used for someone who likes to get money and then promote it out of financial reasons Mm -hmm. because they were paid by someone. They may not necessarily believe in what they're actually promoting. Mm -hmm. These people are also promoters. But they do it out of the love. They do it out of the appreciation because they already have that energy. So I think that is an important distinction to make. Agreed. I don't have another word for them, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, this is me putting people into boxes like you were just saying not ah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shift into voice strategy. Sure. Again, on your Voice First podcast, a lot of the people that are listening to this are interested in conversational artificial intelligence. I'm very curious of your perspective because you are one of the top podcasts in Columbus, Ohio. And I think it's important that the people that are driving culture are aware of artificial intelligence because of how important a role it's playing in everything that we're doing from economy to culture to international relationships to fighting a coronavirus. Artificial intelligence is ingrained into every single person's daily life. And if you disagree, um, I'm going to ask which platform you're listening to this on right now, and I'm going to tell you that there's artificial intelligence powering that platform wherever you're listening to us. You distribute using Anchor, which is a great artificial intelligence tool, which was bought by Spotify, which is an artificial intelligence company. The only thing that we're missing is Amazon Alexa, hmm. something that people generally visualize as artificial intelligence. So the question, what is Gab Street's 2020 voice strategy is the overarching question, but I guess to break that down into something more manageable is the gab street pod where is the gab street podcast distributed right now so at the moment we are on spotify apple music uh google podcasts there are several smaller platforms like uh, pocket casts mm-hmm. uh trying to think of some other ones we're on youtube as well mm-hmm. we, we are we do have that visual component on youtube um everywhere that anchor puts us so shouts out anchor yes Anchor is fantastic. Um, I switched from Podbean. Podbean charges $14 a month, and you get less <laughs> than Anchor. <laughs> Which so, is free. <laughs> yeah. And pays you. Yeah. Anchor is is free, and the sponsorship system on there is pretty cool. I have not utilized their sponsorship system, but I can see its benefit to a lot of people. So, Based off of how I've seen you doing your sponsorships, it it seems like you're going to be making more money than Anchor will be. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're taking out the middleman. Yeah. You're taking out the middleman. Pretty much. Is there a reason you're not on Amazon Alexa yet? Why is the Gab Street podcast not on Alexa? Actually, before you answer that, we have an Alexa sitting in this room and she's listening each time I say her name. Let me see what happens if I say play the... Have you ever tried saying play the latest episode? It's been a long time. Give it a... What, do you know how to give it a shot? Uh, it's just... Alexa, you just say the name, right? Play the latest episode of the Gab Street podcast. You want to try again? Alexa, 
play the latest episode of Gab Street Podcast. Oh, nope. Gas. Gas. <laughs> That's Gas Street. Alexa, stop. Nope. <laughs> Interesting. So I didn't even know Apple Podcasts was on Alexa, so you just taught me something new while also hacking all of the listeners' devices. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> nice. Hope you're not listening on speakers. Um. <laughs> Why aren't you guys on Alexa yet? Uh, from that- total on it, from a place of curiosity. That option had not presented itself to us uh, saliently. Um, I had never seen it. I had no idea that I could. Um, a lot of other platforms that we had, they just have a button that says, here, submit your RSS feed. And I never saw anything like that. And, and they're not integrated into Anchor or anything like that. So obviously when you're trying to build something, most of the time you're gonna take the path of least resistance it's the easiest time Mm -hmm. uh and amazon was not included in the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. so that is that is the accurate reason why (laughs) do you see amazon alexa's um as an increasing platform with more attention coming to it like spotify has a lot of attention on it before spotify apple music had a lot of attention on it facebook has a lot of attention instagram when it came about everybody was like there's no attention there and then the people that were on it grew up and now all of the attention's on Instagram and those same people are saying TikTok's for five-year-olds there's no attention there those five-year-olds grow up and now all of the attention is on TikTok do you see Amazon Alexa as a platform which is growing in terms of attention plateauing or decreasing from my layperson's perspective it doesn't seem like it is growing right now but then again i am not tapped into the news regarding amazon alexa so it could totally be growing and i have no idea statistically but it is not present in my personal life pretty much in any way do you have any alexa devices i do not we used to and we don't use it anymore why we moved and we didn't set it up perfect reason (laughs) Perfect reason. What about Google Assistant? You guys, Amazon Alexa only? Um, If I use Google, it's... If I use the Assistant, it's through my phone. We don't have, like, a dedicated voice uh, apparatus. What about Bixby? You have a Samsung, right? Yes. What happened to Bixby? I have the Bixby button, and I disabled it because it's... The button is in in a very awkward spot. (laughs) <laughs> Bixby, if you're listening to this, I'm out here trying, and I think it's just going to take more time and more uh, more people. We're getting there, Bixby. Now, however, however, I would be 100% open to being included on all of these platforms. Now, after hearing what I just said about them, they're probably not super open to that. But <laughs> Alexa is just as simple as... Uh, iTunes. Yeah. Sounds like the pipes are doing some background. (laughs) You go onto their website. You click, I want to set up a podcast. Enter in your RSS feed, which Anchor provides for you. (laughs) You type in an intro message that Alexa says for our... (laughs) Alexa, what's in the news? 
Oh, it was so quiet. So this is ours. There's an intro to it that you type in, and it for ours, it's for the latest news from Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, here's your voice first. So you type that out, and it does the little intro. Um, you type in the RSS feed. You upload an image of your podcast, which that's super outdated. I need to update that. Uh, and then you hit deploy, and then it goes to the Alexa skill store. Alexa, stop. It, with 614 startups, we got them set up l less than 15 minutes. Okay. Like, if you did this when we were off the po off air, it would take you no time whatsoever. And I would be totally fine with helping you get that set up because I, th I think more people just need to have it as a distribution channel. And then every time you add a new episode onto your Anchor RSS, it'll automatically update on there. The only difference is you've now made it more accessible to another community. And how are people... I was surprised that your podcast didn't get launched there when you said it because I thought it would have pulled it up on Spotify, but for some reason it didn't. Right now, how do people, can you describe the process when people want to find your podcast? So you're talking to someone at a party and you start mentioning Gab Street and they're like, oh, I want to get connected. How do they go then and, and get on the Gab Street podcast while you're talking to them at the party? So I have physical business cards with QR code on them with me. Okay. That has been the best way in person. Um, the best way to get people digitally to listen to it is through the link tree that is in the bio on our Instagram. Instagram has been our primary promotional source, so that tends to work. And then all of our platforms are listed there. And you use QR codes. Yes. Which is also a relatively new technology. I like that idea. Now, when people scan the QR code, do they go to your link tree? Do they go to your Spotify? Where does the QR code redirect them to? The QR code d goes directly to the link tree. So okay, okay. So you then get to select whatever podcast streaming platform you'd like. Yes. So here is the card. It has the logo and everything, everything you need to know. And then on the back there, it has the QR code directly to the link tree, as well as some of the platforms that we are available on. These are sweet. I like the feel of these business cards Thank along you. with the QR code. And I like how you list it. I would love to see Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant listed on there. But that's my dream. <laughs> 2020 voice strategy. A lot of podcasters get started and they, we were just down in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they were having so many breakout sessions on flash briefings. Hmm. Are you aware of flash briefing? I'm not. Quick lesson for everybody that's not already aware, a flash briefing is what people call a podcast on Amazon Alexa. On Alexa, you can create two types of third-party apps. Well, three. I'm going to say the third first because I really don't care for it. Um, smart home integration. If you're a hardware manufacturer, go somewhere else because this is not the podcast for you. Um, but that is a great one, and IoT is the future. The two that we're going to talk about are flash briefings, which are for podcasts, and Alexa skills which are like apps for Amazon Alexa. Now, all the musicians that work with us on Alexa for Musicians, they have skills. They have fully fleshed out applications you can have one-in-one, -one, back and forth conversations with. Shout out October Jones. Shout out October Jones. Shout out Dollar Sign Asia. Shout out Ladies Love Lonnie. Shout out the almost 50 musicians from Ohio that are on that platform. You guys are pioneering the future of music. Yeah. 614 Startups awesome podcast. They just dropped some new content today. Go check it out. Theirs is a flash brief. You subscribe to it once 
And then every time someone says good morning, what's in the news, there's a series of phrases that you can say. It'll play through, okay, here's your news. Me, I subscribe to a lot of tech. So I get Wired, Wall Street Journal, um, Forbes Tech, TechCrunch, Gizmodo, all those tech magazines. But they, they read it every morning. Once I've subscribed, I'm subscribed. Not many people know how to subscribe, let alone how to unsubscribe. Hmm. It's easy enough to subscribe. You walk into anybody's house with an Amazon Echo and you say, Alexa, enable voice first. Hmm. Alexa, stop. Once you do that, they have subscribed to the Gab Street Podcast. And every day when they wake up and they roll over and they say, hey, Alexa, good morning. It'll play your podcast in the queue every day. And if they're like, hey, I'm tired of this Gab Street thing. I want to unsubscribe. I'm not going to talk about it here. But the unsubscribe process is longer than that subscribe process. And most people won't do it. So if you're, it, it's another platform to get subscribers on. Um, I'm realizing that I've been talking for a while, so I'm curious to shift the conversation back to you to hear. I actually have a question for you. Yes, please. If you don't mind. Yeah. This, this is both Gab Street and your voice first, so flip it back. How do you see analytics through that platform? They have a whole analytics dashboard for you. Okay. In terms of Anchor, hmm. the data shows up in the other category. Okay. I see. So all of that just shows up in other. Same with every all of the data that you that you give. Um, but they give us they give us data in terms of daily users. Most of the stuff that you get on Anchor, same on Alexa. I would say the data that they give you on Anchor is presented better than the data they give you on Alexa. Right now, okay. It's definitely a new platform, and um, it's artificial intelligence. I don't know. What are your thoughts on artificial intelligence? Have Do you consider it much? Uh, 19-year-old podcast and business owner out of Columbus, Ohio, shaping the culture here in Ohio. Do you have any thoughts around artificial intelligence? Is it a part much of what you're thinking on a daily basis? Does it, does it ever cross your mind? It doesn't cross my mind actively very much. But here's a fact about me. I'm an avid Joe Rogan listener. And whenever AI is brought up on Joe Rogan, or by, say, Elon Musk, um, it is brought up with a little bit of fear, a little bit of scorn uh, with regards to how it can develop in the future on its own. I personally am not too concerned about that. Uh, I think that maybe the scientists are a little, uh, little, little full of themselves and thinking they can create something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to create, be creating um, a world destruction machine through a, uh, a little ball that listens to what you say and, and speaks with you. I don't think the most that it could do is psychological damage, and that is going to take a long time uh, as Cleverbot is not even to a place of passing the Turing test yet. So those are my thoughts on AI. So you're not super scared right now? No, I'm not too concerned. My general thought is coming from a place of fear is never helpful. Always want to come from a place of love. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, there is a lot to be cautious of when it comes to AI, but fearful. I'm not sure that that's the right term to be associating. When we use fear, we start creating these thoughts of Terminator like robots. Exactly. But at the end of the day, AI is going to look much more like what we have now with Amazon Alexa and kind of these, I doubt 
that we will ever get a humanoid AI that is what some people are trying to create. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make logical sense to me. There's a lot. If we are stuck to this rigid construct that intelligence looks like us, mm. that's that's super biased. That is <laughs> like there's ageist, there's sexist, there's racist. That's humanist. That is <laughs> that is us thinking that humans are perfect and any other type of intelligence is not valuable whatsoever. And it's going to cause us a lot of downfall when we start to realize how China is encapsulating artificial intelligence right now. And they're beating us. Whole different conversation. Uh, <laughs> artificial intelligence is powering the future, and we need culture leaders to be aware of how they're using it so that they can be more proactive about including it when they want to, so that the futures that Elon Musk and Joe Rogan are thinking of in terms of fear don't happen. As long as people are mindful and they're aware of where it's happening, we won't get to those Terminator like robots that are killing us and taking over the world. If if the culture leaders just say, I don't think about AI and it's not on my mind, that's when we'll start to get down those paths, when we don't question and actively think about it. We need the business owners and the leaders of culture to start understanding you're dealing with artificial intelligence every single day. Knowing that, what tools do you want to use that are powered by AI to create the outcomes that you're trying to do of appreciating the positives of where you are? Hmm. Because that's such a good mission. And you're leveraging so many tools, but to say... Um, to say I don't think about it, I think it's going to be less and less viable to say that as places like China, where they are adopting it so quickly, are going to continue to rise to prominence in global culture. The people who are leveraging artificial intelligence and are conscious of it are going to start to shift their place. Um, other voice strategy, though, you guys run a podcast. Hmm. That in and of itself is a whole voice strategy. Like some voice voice companies exists solely to bring up podcasts. What is your guys's podcast goals for 2020? That's another part of voice strategy is your just podcast goals. So what are the goals of Gab Street's podcast going through 2020? Well, um, part of that, part of the goals of the show, first of all, is that we are booked interview wise uh, all the way out through October. <laughs> um, so, Currently, congrats. Thank you. Um, at the moment, the goal is to get through those so that we have a solid bank of cultural information about Columbus that people can go back and look through and understand that these people are cool and are providing cultural value. Um, so we're we're only at the beginning. We're a year in. Um, we're interviewing a lot of cool people this year. And in my mind, it feels like I've already interviewed them, but I need to understand that they're only booked and most people don't know. In fact, me and like two other people know the full schedule of who's going to be on the show. So that needs to happen first. The consistency needs to be there before. And the consistency is already there. I need to continue that consistency and never miss a week. And after in 2021 is when the real goals are going to develop when higher goals than that are going to develop but i need again i need to develop that diving board first that's what i'm doing right now i think you're right the consistency is very important when it comes to any content especially when it comes to voice strategy and understanding this audio strategy um the consistency of it is super important hey asir the 
what's your guys's consistency like what is what is your schedule when it comes to creating and then distributing the content is it a voice first is every single day monday to friday we drop an episode of the podcast at 5 30 in the morning i noticed that um impressive what, what's your guys's it's an ancillary thing for you. you guys have a whole production around it i think it makes a lot of sense for you guys to, how often are you guys doing it i think like once or twice a week we release it once a week on uh, wednesday mornings Wednesday mornings. I think that's great because what we're doing, it can be overwhelming in terms of content. I am building for people to consume every day in a flash briefing. I want them to roll over in bed and I want them to hear a second of it and then jump to the next one. Hmm. Like, that's my goal with it. Your guys' goal is to have it be a once a week. Um, do you ever envision in what part of people's day they're they're listening to Gab Street? Uh, I've usually been told it's that it's in their uh, commute. In the commute. Commute, working on things that don't need 100% focus, you know, general physical tasks, as well as um, those are the two biggest examples mm -hmm. I can think of. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, a commute, they'll check into your podcast. They'll probably, on the other days of the week, they'll cycle through their other podcasts, whether that's like Entrepreneurs on Fire, Tim Ferriss Show, Hidden Brain, like so many other podcasts. And then when they check back next week, hey, here's another episode of Gab Street. They listen to that episode. Next day, they jump on other things, giving them once a week. Is there, what is your mindset around once a week versus every day? I think you're right on with once a week. So I'm asking this out of genuine curiosity. Um, what are your thoughts on the once a week versus once a day? So I like, personally, when I listen to podcasts myself, again, avid Joe Rogan listener, Joe Rogan has a lot of episodes that are three and four hours long. Shouts out, Joe Rogan. You kill us. <laughs> I will sit there and listen to the whole thing. I will start an episode. I will listen through it all the way. Uh, I have a very long attention span. I will also be doing some other things, but I will be processing a lot of what's happening. Um, another podcast, H3 Podcast. I'm a big fan of them, Ethan, Klein, Ethan and Hila Klein. Um, they do around an hour and a half to two hours. I sit there and listen to the whole thing every mm -hmm. time it comes out they do twice a week joe rogan kind of fluctuates with how often he does it um so f i kind of i make the show for the people with the long attention spans um so i only have time in my schedule to listen to those three and four hour or one and a half to two hour podcasts once a week when they come out or once or twice a week when they come out i'm following the same mold that i do basically um, and I don't want to go in. I don't want to change from long form. If I were to do a daily thing, uh, I would have to condense a lot. And if you couldn't, if you have listened through to this point of the podcast, you know I am very verbose. So um, to condense things linguistically in a show would make me very uncomfortable to do. That would be a little difficult. I have to rein it in a lot. You're watching the Kings, the Joe Rogans. Mm. You see how they're doing it, and you say, "Well, they're successful. I'm going to follow what they're doing." Not only is it due to what they're doing to be successful, it's what they're doing that is successful with me. I'm not really looking at, I should be, but I'm not really looking at right now how everyone else is, is consuming that content based on how I consume it. Other people like me will like my show because I'm doing it in the same format. It's working for me. You're not trying to build this for some abstract created person. You're saying, this is how I consume content. 
I know how I consume content, so I'm going to produce it expecting other people that there are other people out there like me. Mm-hmm. And if there aren't, you know, I'm not looking for astronomical growth. If this show never reaches past, I don't know, let's say 500 listens in a, in a, in a week for each episode as they come out, I'm not really too concerned with that because the people that are listening so far, the people that have been listening to the show are so dedicated to not only sh- the show, but the movement, and they come out to the events, and they're there, and, they, and I interact with the people that listen to this show. I don't want a base of viewers and fans that's two million people, and they're scattered around the world, and I don't interact with any of them. Mm. Then they're just, it's, it's just part of their, it, 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 it's not as important. There's not as much focus. Interesting. So I'd, have, I'd, I'd rather have less people that are more focused. I love what you're saying about the focus because so many people in flash briefings are saying we are moving in their people have less attention spans, super short attention spans. Your flash briefing needs to be no more than three minutes because nobody can focus for more than three minutes and they're going to get bored of your content and leave. Untrue. You're on this opposite end of the spectrum where you say no. People have attention spans and they're waiting for content to fill that, to give them an opportunity to practice that long attention span. We need to start believing in the people that we're around. If we keep saying things like, oh, the American public is stupid, or if we say most people can't pay attention for more than three minutes, guess what? They can't when you keep saying that because that gets into their minds when they hear it and they begin to believe that. And the power of just encouraging and believing in anyone it's not going to solve somebody all of somebody's problems if you say like hey hang in there champ you're doing great but if you just stop insulting everyone you know what i mean it just it doesn't do anything it might do something for your viewer base your numbers to say something negative about people um sure great you're getting better ratings whatever you might be making more money but this is th- doing the show is so fulfilling for me because I'm able to stay positive and I'm able to keep that positive energy moving. And everyone that's involved so far has come along with me. And sometimes it has changed the way that they process the world from a negative viewpoint to a positive viewpoint. So that's what I'm here to do. And it's also, as we might touch on soon, part of my professional career that I plan on going into. I'm currently in college for uh, therapy, Uh, well, psychology at the moment, and then moving on to more specialized education. I plan on being a therapist, uh, hopefully with a private practice and such. Tell me more about this. How how is the podcast, how do you see the podcast helping you develop into this therapist that you want to become? Have you seen um, any alignment between podcast and where you're trying to head in terms of therapy? Well, first of all, Let's say you go into a therapist's office mm-hmm. and you're telling the therapist your problems and they have to uh, have you refresh them every five seconds or every five minutes or so uh, because they lost track and they are not paying attention very well. Um, that would suck, wouldn't it? You're like, oh, you're not listening to me. I'm not important That's to where my head, yep. So first of all, this experience with podcasting and recording an, an interview with people that I genuinely respect 
and people that I may not have known before I did the interview as well is just practicing that focus and that giving respect in the moment because nothing is like feeling like you're heard and feeling like you're appreciated and respected in order to make you feel better about yourself because I, a lot of times before I start the show, I'll go, hey, this is the place to plug. This is the, pl- the place to be, to, to show off. This is, this is the place to be kind of narcissistic. You know, I need you to do that. I need you to believe in yourself, even if you don't, hmm. for an hour and a half, two hours. And uh, usually they start off a little like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to like, say I'm great or anything, you know, I, I'm not doing anything cool. And I'm like, well, okay, you're here to do that. You are great. You're here for a reason, you know, and that, I don't say that. They end up picking up on that as they go on. I don't have to say anything like that. They start to, as I'm asking questions, get into that mindset of bragging a little bit more because we all could use a little bragging. You know what I mean? We all need a cheerleader. We all need someone out there helping us and hyping us. I'm very intrigued by this concept of giving people this longer form content. I'm with you. I don't chop my content up. I I keep it as however long we do it. We'll have musicians. For me, long content is like 30 minutes of a musician. And I'm always thinking that is nobody's going to listen to the full 30 minutes. How long is an episode of Gab Street? Usually an hour and a half. An hour and a half or two hours long. Do we have any data in Anchor that shows how long people stay into an episode? Not in Anchor, but in YouTube. Interesting. How have you seen that data in YouTube? How have you seen, if you're open to talking about it, how have you seen that data reflect people's attention spans? So generally, I'm happy if I get somebody tuning in for 10 to 15 minutes of an episode. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Different people will listen to different clips over time and they'll see and a lot of the times it'll be someone that's already a fan of them too so and that'll enable them them to listen longer as well but um that has also been growing over time in uh the retention of attention over the episodes you've you've seen that attention growing yes i'm very curious if you've been helping to strengthen that muscle for people if the fact that you're putting out content that's that long consistently has allowed people to strengthen that muscle, do you have any thoughts around growing people's attention? Is that is that a goal of yours? I would to like to, yeah. I think everybody could benefit from a longer attention span. And I think there is value in starting from where you are and not where you want to be mm-hmm. in that, yes, there are people with short attention spans. It's not everyone, but these people exist. There also needs to be content for them, but at the same time, long form content should be there to help them exercise that. You bring very good energy onto the show. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we've missed before giving you a chance to plug in all the Gab Street. <laughs> you think anything? I don't think so. For people who don't already know and aren't already connected with Gab Street, what's the best way for people to start following along with Gab Street and uh, get connected with you? Follow us on Instagram, at Gab Street Podcast. All that, everything spelled out. 
If you would like to book an interview with us, if you'd like to sponsor us, our email is gabstpodcast at gmail.com. Always feel free to hit us up there. Hit us up in the DM. Always open. Um, we'll be getting a website soon. And follow, find us on YouTube. But the best way to find all the platforms that you listen to uh, podcasts through is to find the link tree in our Instagram bio uh, that has our Spotify, our YouTube, our Google Podcast, our Apple Music. Uh, that also has all of the other things you need to know, such as our mailing list, where you receive ahead of everyone else uh, the next two guests uh, that will be on the show uh, through that email list. Yeah. So, Early access to content. Exactly. And if you support us on Patreon, you do get access to episodes before they release. So that's also a benefit. Corey, it's been wonderful having you on the show. It's Thank been you for having me. wonderful getting to collaborate with an energy like yours. As you as well. Thank you. Do you have any final words to send people off with? Any final thoughts or intentions you want to put out for our listeners in Mountain View, California or Gab Street listeners? No matter where you are, and is it Mountain View? Mountain View? Mountain is that View. Mountain View? Uh, there's cool stuff happening where you are, too. Start your own Gab Street. You just have a Mountain View podcast. That would be wonderful. And if you do, send it to me. I want to learn about what's going on there. For real. So always try and appreciate where you already are. I think that's the best thing to do for your mental health and for the people around you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI.